We're on. Well, not quite yet. This is actually a podcast from back in maybe 2019 when Scott and I were actually trying to first get the monkey brain off and going. Um, So the sound quality might be a little bad, but it's quite a gem and I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you. Okay. All right. Are we done anything? I think so. (laughs) I'm done. Ooh. Well, we're back. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are, another podcast. (laughs) Allegedly. 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 Not a podcast until it's been cast. It's just a pod right now. These are just a bunch of pods. We'll get there. Yeah. The cast is to come. I gotta do. I gotta practice um, video manship. Video manship. Video manship. So I'm not like covering my face with this mug. <laughs> you you have good video manship. Tilt to the side. With the mic, you're always. <laughs> yeah, it's like a mug, but you're always, even though you're like holding the mug, you're going for the microphone. Yeah, yeah. It's always included. It's part of me, but I'm I'm on a. I've noticed there's a lot of shifting, so I gotta do a lot of this. So there's like an arc. It's almost like I'm a rock star. I'm just fucking making out with this microphone. <laughs> You're an oscillating cool. fan. You're like a animal in some mating ritual. You're just like going around the mic, oh, yeah. like trying to impress it. Like, hey. Oh, bower birds, bro. Bower birds. They fucking do. They build this shit, the males. They yeah. find all this trash and debris around the place, and they build this shrine for a female. And then when like a female takes interest, they do this like crazy ass dance where they're like all fluffered up, like ba 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 ba, and they they're just like really trying to get this chick's attention. And then sometimes she's like, mm, "No, not interested." Not having she it. Just leave. She just leaves. But then sometimes she's like, "You're the kind of fucking bird I'm looking for." So uh, yeah, that's one natural example of today. Of the bower bird. Bower birds. Has any? Where do you see bower birds? I don't know, man. You just know about them. You just don't know where I they are. I just live. know. I just know about them. <laughs> I, I remember it from zoology. That's all. Shout out to Dr. Collins. Dr. Collins. <laughs> the zoologist professor. He knows who he is. Well, that's... It's always interesting yeah. to peacock, I guess. Yeah. They're not even great looking birds, I don't think. They're just like brown. That's why they gotta build their shit. Well, sometimes it's brains, o- brains over beauty, right? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's what I live by. <laughs> that's my whole philosophy. <laughs> Actually, would prefer, I would prefer brains over beauty. You mean... I, th- I think. Wait, for yourself? If I had to choose. I think. When, okay. When you, like, see an actor or actress, and mm. it's someone that's, like, maybe not as attractive, but it's a really good actor, right? You give a lot of credit to that person because they captivate you. But, like, if it's, like, a very attractive actor, actress, they give, like, a so-so performance, but just them being on camera is appealing, maybe. Is that kind of the brain, the beauty? Like, you're more impressed by the actor that captures you? I like the spirit. Yeah, exactly. It's almost spirit. I think that takes a, a, a level of spirit that you're just devoting. 
right capturing that yeah yeah oh for sure spirit biggest turn on for me well at the end of the day our bodies are just like clothing for the spirit yeah. Meaty clothing yeah you just happen to have this one outfit that kind of changes throughout the time that you don't get to change it goes with everything <laughs> you you walked out the door of the vaginal canal with what you were wearing and that's what you have to wear forever. Would you call but that it changes. walking down the red, the red carpet? That's the first red car- oh. carpet strut that you oh. do. Oh, I, I didn't hear I, I was so into like, yeah, that's your first red carpet. That's what you walk out to. <laughs> Dude, I'm I just like... That one for a second. I was all just bragging off air about my joint rolling precision and i can't even get this to stay lit yeah but it, th- they look really good just yeah i don't know that's the thing about joints is you gotta keep lighting them all the time what can you do right I mean, you shouldn't have to right i wouldn't i mean i don't i don't like I can't, it i can't light them yeah. i don't like listen i don't like it I don't support it, but I will do it. So my mom texted me this morning, and she was like, I know you smoke weed, and you just need to worry about jobs as you get more serious. What if they're going to drug test you? And I was like, Mom, I'm in an industry where no one would have a job if we got drug tested. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Do people come um, or work drunk, too, or buzzed? I mean, we have alcohol in the the office. I just think it's so stressful and everything. People just don't do it until, like, maybe sometimes around 2 or 3 o'clock. Maybe someone will crack open a beer or something. But like, I would say that counts. I mean, that could lead to... That's why I asked, because I know when I was not even in that, when I was just taking pictures at the fucking art institute i would just drink because that's it was just something to do right it helped and whatever with your added stress and creativity level like that just it would make sense leisurely i don't mind like if i'm gonna go shooting i don't mind drinking or something i think it's yeah. fun like especially if you're just jumping into an environment you don't know of just to yeah. loosen yourself up a bit but um editing i think when it comes to like editing something that's on deadline like yeah. your copy, all the things that you're trying to like, we work with a lot of templates. You just don't want to be absent-minded and miss something and keep yeah, going over and over again. Get sloppy. You get sloppy. Alcohol makes you sloppy. It can sometimes open up a door, I think, but it makes you sloppy. For some reason, yeah. weed is just like fixated on things. Like you just catch everything. Mm. But then again, that's different for everybody else. So it just depends. Choose your poison. Yeah, you got to yeah. choose your poison, I think. There are some great... I mean, I think like any creative um, industry, though, people are always using some sort of substances for something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Creating great art with that sometimes. I just remember even when like it was in sales... In marketing and stuff like that, like people were using uppers and downers just to so their tongue would be a little bit swifter or they could say like, you know, be a little bit more ballsy to say stuff that they don't normally say. 
that type right. of creativity maybe so I mean, that's why i did because <clears throat> i didn't have the balls to like take a picture up in someone's face you know yeah you know that's it's too shy i think the best way to get over wanting to take someone's photo because i do like to talk to someone first yeah. people have their different styles they'll take the photo first or whatever i kind of like if I, I see a moment like i'll take it but other times like if i feel like i can i have a like sometimes you're aware of your own presence around someone and you can yeah. kind of it's almost like hey i'm right here i'm about to do this like that split second you can tell me not to but I'm going to keep doing it until you don't. And if you just keep doing you and I keep doing me, this is going to be a really cool moment. Like kind of okay. like that. And I have like pictures, like some pictures have told me, people have told me or video. They love it when like, it's almost like in the breaking the fourth wall type thing. Like they're looking into the camera when you didn't expect it to be like a portrait piece, but it becomes one kind of, it's kind of cool. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So just do it. That's what you're, that, it boils down to. Just do it. Well, I mean, you don't remember who's. Well, you'll remember if you missed the photo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that missing photos. Uh, when you know, like, uh, I should be there, like right now, or yeah, and then you just you miss or you wait or whatever for that. The moment's gone. Even in a moment, like realistically speaking there's not even a number to really calculate what you're actually capturing in that moment but you're never going to capture everything yeah. and yeah, yeah. you just got to make the most the most of it like and that doesn't matter what story it is like any story that it is it's you're gonna you just have to be kind of prepared you get i think that's what it is is first of all as a human being you just have to be familiar with people's nuances and their movement and things like that and then knowing what how you look through a camera like how you perceive reality mm. through the camera and what i mean by that is because you can't be like a jerky shooter you have to be conscious of letting your shot breathe and this is in video more or less i think photo you know in general composition you're trying to make composition with everything you're looking at through through the camera and so you're just learning to use that as your scope. But every shot, every movement in your camera should be like a good shot, you know? Wait, what is, uh, I have a question. What is making, letting your shot breathe mean? Like, mean? let's say like right now, right? Like mm -hmm. this shot, we could count like five seconds. One, mm -hmm. two, three, four, five. Then you can move the shot to something else. Okay. And then if you came okay. back to me, another let it like establish like you ever notice like people bring the camera like oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah right yeah. like and you're Which just like as the viewer you're just like getting nauseous and shit and as an editor like right. when i edit sometimes other people's shooting i'm like getting so like annoyed because you're like just hold it just hold the shot show what you're trying to show like it could be you're talking to someone right and they're talking about that thing off of frame and they might even point, right? So they'll say, like, over there, you know, I lived in that house over there, right? And you let mm -hmm. it breathe for a second, and then you slowly pan to the house. You hold on the house for, like, another five to ten seconds. And they might be saying, like, I grew up over there. I did this, blah, 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 blah. And after you let that breathe, then you can come back to the person. You know what I mean? 
So you're yeah, like, yeah. or in your head, you can make a mental note. After I finish the interview, I should take a separate shot of the house. And then put it together. Right? And put it together that way so you don't have like the, you know, and it's just having the good, like if you trust yourself, you can keep a list in your head. Okay, I have like, as they're talking, you're like, oh, he mentioned the house. I want to shoot the house, his car. He mentions like his car has this dent that, you know, he opened the door on. Like you're like listening to all these things they're saying in the interview and you're going to go collect those shots after. You know mm, what I mean? I do. Or if he was like, you know, I woke up, it was early in the day, and it was a sunny day, and you're like, holy shit, it's actually sunny right now. So after you're done with him, you'll shoot like what would, like a wide shot of the area when it was sunny, or maybe like kind of light going through the trees or something to symbolize the sunny day, the start of the day or something. So you're just trying to think creatively like that. But the idea is, yeah, the shot has to breathe, right? You have to show... Right. You have to show what you're shooting. Otherwise, people can't just see it for a second and then jump off and you don't know what, what you're trying to show. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just all over the place. That's why, like, it's so funny. Like, everybody has a camera now and stuff like that, but still people shoot like shit. And the mm. argument is uh, landscape and portrait mode, right? So right. what is, because people now are Snapchat, Insta stories, but then you like to flip your phone over to sh- watch certain things. So it's like the detail of things that you're shooting. It might depend on what you want. I remember you told me that on New Year's Eve when we were going out. You said, just in case something happens, like, or I said, I said like, if something happens, like, we're going to film it, right? And you said, yeah. And then you gave me a couple of pointers. You said, you know, go always go landscape. Keep it about, what was it, like nipple height or, or neck height? Yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. And then and keep it still. Don't. Don't bounce. Yeah, you didn't use you the, the like, breathing. You can lock your elbows into your ribs. That yeah, and it keeps it steady and yeah. And when it comes to breathing, like when the shot's breathing, you should hold your breath. You can hold your breath for ten seconds. Ten, like 20, 20, seconds. 20, 20 whole seconds. Yeah, just hold, and then it stays, and it doesn't shake. Yeah. And that's that's the secret when you're not using like a monopod or a tripod or something. But you should use those things. When you have them, always use a monopod or tripod. Those little, like, mechanized ones where it has buttons and shit? Yeah, like, Monfrotto so has like, a oh. really good one that I like to use. Um, I use that those brands a lot. Victory is, like, an Asian brand. Or in Bangladesh, I always buy Victory. And it's, like, like your camera, your tripod, your monopod has to be kind of like a part of your appendage too like yeah you're right like you have to know when you release what's the hydraulic pressure and how did how quick does the leg fall or something like that right you yeah. know what i mean like how are you going to jump into a shot you know like how do you lay it down what's the weight you know stuff so it's all about getting used to your equipment and the only way that happens is if you keep you you keep using your equipment you keep using it you keep learning what you can do with it so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just let it sit there. I've done that with equipment before, and they've never gotten comfortable with it, um, and then it just goes to waste. And it's you know like it it's it's cool if like conceptually you understand shooting and everything, but or like any it's anything, right? You can conceptually get what you're doing, but the only way you're actually gonna do it right is if you keep doing it, you keep practicing it. 
Yeah, and it doesn't have every time you do something, it doesn't have to be like, oh, this is going to turn out great or this is going to be a great project. Yeah, just fucking do things. It, they could suck. It's the practice is yours. So, like, what I love about motorcycles, right? Since you're riding these days, and I don't ride as much yeah, anymore, but I was riding really heavy for a long time. Is like when people first start. The thing about motorcycles is the consequence to a mistake can be really bad and yes. mostly in the first two years i forgot what the statistic is it's like 70 80 percent get in an accident oh yeah yeah i, I still got that uh that adrenal fear every time i go out on the road right now yeah and um that's the crazy part right is like the failure rate on something is pretty high and there's such a risk that can come along with that failure rate and as i was yeah. like packing the years on my fears actually got more though because it's like oh shit like okay now i know it's my abilities are there like i've had some close calls man over the years some crazy close calls yeah where it just left me really pissed off at the person you know because they like the pull out yeah the pull out stuff or like in the freeway when you're slicing between cars people would jump all of a sudden change lanes oh Jesus, that's in California. Yeah, and, uh, or... Uh, fucking California is a different place to drive. Bro, this is like... And I don't like to generalize, but mm. the two <laughs> worst drivers were uh, Asian males. Uh-huh. They were the ones that uh, did a lot. And it was... Um, wait, what would you say? Like Caucasian females. White females. Like suburban. Suburb, literally house, in house suburbans. Like in moms, suburbans. Right? It was moms. SUV moms. Soccer yeah, moms. Yeah. In the SUV. Yeah. And it wasn't always that they didn't see you. It was sometimes they had a road rage. And they would use their vehicle oh. like to literally try to like work you off the street. The freeway. The road like or a car, car full of critters. Uh, you know? Like really loudly. Yeah. All day maybe. I don't know. Um, when I was, back in the day when I was like first, like starting to ride, um, one of the guys was telling me as a tip, he would keep uh, BBs in his pocket, like metal BBs. So what happens is if someone's like messing with you, whatever, or tailgating you, you get in front of them and you say, you let go of the BBs and it like fucks up their like uh, radiator because it's like. Like a bullet, right? You like let it go yeah, high yeah. speed. It supposedly gets into their car, their engine bay, or something, or like in the front. Damn. Yeah. That's some Mario Kart shit, man. Yeah, I like car. If I didn't believe in karma, maybe I would have done it. <laughs> like, there's probably a time and a place where that's appropriate. Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah. I'm just thinking like a pocket full of those jacks, those like old school jacks. That the that our parents would played with them when they were kids, just like yeah, pop their tires, which wouldn't happen because it's not a fucking cartoon. But actually, I think you know what if a high speed at high speed the wheels going and it yeah maybe there I mean it's there's more the chances of a likeliness of something happening is more than zero now because you've added something into the equation. There's a new variable to play with, so. It's not like you're throwing it at a still tire, yeah, yeah, yeah. and expecting something to happen. Yeah, and if you have a hand, yeah, well, yeah, point. A handful of them. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't done the science behind it, but I can I get back rig. To I should rig a little system on my bike so that like I can do like a ripcord pull and it just spills something out of the back. <laughs> if anyone's harassing me, yeah, 
just a bunch of banana peels. <laughs> They're just like all spinning behind you. Like so <laughs> we're coming up behind and we're just seeing all these like cars and like, <laughs> their heads are just like, like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, if that was reality. But yeah, it goes back That's to like reality. you have to keep practicing something. I just find it fascinating with motorcycles. The um what was it? Range for error, I guess you would say is so much higher. Mm yeah dude like it was just raining for about a week in austin and so like the riding and uh i got back on and i was, I was like oh my god i don't i forgot what is riding like who am i i forgot everything the minute i sat on top of it for a second yeah just with just thinking about you know going back on like our main road and whatnot which is like a 65 mile an hour road um so yeah and then it gets kicks back you know it comes back to you but still um there's still that fear which i think is a healthy fear but yeah yeah I can see after a while it's okay so when do you win right at first you're like okay i'm gonna uh, i've got the fear and i'm gonna be cautious because i know the statistics and i'm a new writer <laughs> then you then then you develop the comfort level and then after a while you're like okay i'm bound to, i'm bound to crash like, right right when's it gonna be my time i felt like that way with um when we would like go bodyboarding and shit and we would just be out there waiting for like the set to come in and i would just think like uh i haven't been attacked by a shark ever but it happens all the time <laughs> this is a the place time. where it would happen this is the time i know seriously man yeah so, dude i think like that was so crazy when we were young when we were out we'd be out there for like hours and whenever you're waiting for the waves like that i i was so shocked how we would always like I don't know if it was because we were all together, but um, the idea that there's something under us that we can't see, you know, oh, so and much, sometimes so it was much like ten minutes, twelve, fifteen minutes. You were just waiting, and nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. You were just paddling, and we, we didn't even know how deep it was. Where we, we didn't were. know how deep because we went out there, like because we would, in yeah. you know, different places had different shore breaks, but the way that beach, especially the one we went in uh, Newport Beach, mm -hmm. we go a lot. You remember I had the shore break, but you would go right. out because there was like this weird hump, sand hump. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. there was the break out there, but that drop off after that hump, God knows how um, deep that was. You can see. Cause I, I know, I know that, I, I mean, I know it's like something deep and then there's coral, not the coral reef, uh, seaweed reef. Right. You know, kelp. Kelp, kelp reef. Forest. Yeah, the kelp reef. Right Which... But brings. whatever's living in between that is what was fascinating. We'll, we'll dig this, bro. Kelp reefs. Lo otters love kelp reefs. So do seals. Um, they do a lot of hunting around there. and They can hide and whatnot. But uh, the sharks prey on those things. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we're around the food source. Uh, offshore California. Well, do you remember, very, like... Very rich. I don't know. Do you remember, like, in Oceanside especially, we'd always, like, bump into, like, dolphins? And yeah, that was, yeah. so, I mean, there's life happening. Oh, yeah. And they would just pop out of nowhere. Like, you thought you had a good hand on things. You're like, all right, you know, I've been pretty aware. Yeah. I haven't noticed anything. And these motherfucking dolphins yeah. and you should be like, hello, oh, Motherfucking dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, my God, I see one fin. Is we were a, really water creatures for a while, bro. I know. We were. It was crazy. We were, like. We were really in the water a lot for years, like especially like with me and you, not just like bodyboarding, but also the sailing. Oh, yeah. Know. 
And I just felt like every day we found ourselves at the beach. Yeah, we were always at the coast. Yeah. Sometimes we would just drive along PCH to yeah. the coastal, or we'd just smoke on the beach or whatever. To this day, man, if I hear Sublime, it's like yeah. that's yeah. my soundtrack for the summer. Like It's summer soundtrack, always. Yeah, whenever like May, June starts to hit around, like I'll hear a Sublime track eventually. And I'll be like, okay, summer is starting. And then my summers are my memories of us first taking the your parents or your dad's Beamer that he... Oh, yeah. Beamer that they had, and yeah, uh, yeah. we used to that was our thing, and then getting what was that Escalate? The no, no, the I bigger one, a, Explorer, Suburban, suburban first, something, something like that. Explorer, probably. yeah. I don't that, know why uh, your dad trusted okay. us, man. Like, I don't know oh, why man. we didn't we didn't ever fuck it up any of those vehicles up, like, per se. Like, I've never been, I've never been in an accident, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, like, yeah. We, were, we were responsible kids. The oh, thing yeah. is, we weren't drinkers like that, yeah. That's what it was. I didn't drink for a while. Yeah, no one was like, no one in our group was like drinkers. And I wonder if our all our parents were like confused about that. <laughs> they probably knew that. Like, These fucking dorks, what are they going to do? Yeah. We're just going to, we're literally going to the beach to go swim. Yeah. We were that, we They're were like, <laughs> we're going to be back when sun, after sunsets, after that last rise in time, we'll be back. Mm. We might get some yeah. food in and out. Do you want any? We'll totally get it for you because we're that predictable. And yeah. It's going to be a nice little Saturday. Yeah. And basically, back then, I was the only one that was getting high. No one else yeah. was getting high. Yeah. And I remember, like, we'd all be coming up to your place and your dad would just be, like, upright. Like, if you want to put your weed in the freezer, you can. <laughs> <laughs> You need to keep it. no weed will not be fresh in my under my roof. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is a law-abiding. Well, we have rules in this house. Yeah, you gotta keep some class when you come to this establishment. That's right. I'm like, you're not gonna have any of that stale weed in uh, my house. You're not like the best. But yeah, we were so much in water, and now it, it seems like that's why I, it blows my mind. For you, especially, like, you've moved all over places, but you've been away from, like, big bodies of water. Me, everywhere I go, I got to be, like, somewhere by the biggest ocean or something. Whenever I go, like, inward into the States, like, in the Midwest or something, dude, I'm so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. I hate it. Like, I just... just, Yeah, like, the barometer in me is, like, kind of off or something. Yeah, you don't... Yeah. Yeah, because in California, and I'm sure in New York, too, you always have a sense of where the water is. Mm. Here, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Austin's the dead center of Texas, so it's, like, fucked out of the way. I wonder if, like, in different human beings, your different, like, senses for, like, for me, water's like that. Like, I love drinking water. I'm pretty, my stomach is really strong with water, like in the sense of like being in different countries and drinking water. And also I'm one of those kids that grew up drinking out of people's like hoses. So my idea of like, like by smell, I kind of like, okay, I can do this. Like, it's cool. I'm not going to complain about your water like too much. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, my mom would come in and be like, uh, your friend is drinking from our, our hose again. Can you shoo him away, please? I know. <laughs> like, I'd just be running by you. leave a little bowl of food for you. you. <laughs> but it, no joke, like, when we were in Worcester, like, 
the kids are on the block. Like that's what Wista. they do. Wista. But that's what they did. Like you would put during the summertime, you would just be like, we didn't have fences or anything. So you could just like go into someone's yard and like drink real quick. It wasn't like you didn't. Weird. Know. It's not, it's not like California. No, dude. It's like this that was the life. craziest thing. Come to California and like, not only just fences, but it wasn't like the fences we had in Temecula. It was more like the ones your parents have. Or your mom has in her backyard, like the wooden ones that are totally like. Oh, I had yeah. never seen fences like that before. Really? Yeah, and like we, I go to people's houses and that was their backyard, and I'd be like so shocked. Like it was so mind blowing to see closed yards like that. Little Addy, just wow! Look at all the structure. Where are you gonna play baseball? Where are you gonna play soccer? You can't. You're anything no. you hit is gonna go into your neighbor's yard, and you're gonna be in. You know, you don't. You're a kid. You don't want to have to go to people's houses to get a ball. And what if they're like gonna talk shit? And another thing too is like everybody's houses in reach were breaking a window. Yeah. You couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't play things anymore. No. Like that's nothing. At least you can't play with balls. At least. Yeah. Or rocks. Or yeah, like I that. think that's Other why California was my like slow transition into basketball, from baseball and soccer. Mm, because I just sense. couldn't do it in my backyard like that anymore. Because right. I never, I remember being in Massachusetts, like a handful of times, and just being like, basketball's not for me. Like, oh really? Yeah, I remember Damn. being on the on the playground once. Like, I think it was like first grade. And just ha- the ball came by me, tried to shoot it, and couldn't do it. Wasn't for me. And one time with my cousin, uh, we were we went to the park, tried to sh- throw the soccer ball in, wasn't for me. And then another time, like one of my friends, like he was a grade above me, and he was just so good at everything. And he got a basket. His dad put in a basketball hoop, so this kid had already been playing all weekend. It <laughs> was like making baskets. And yeah. I'm the I'm the kid. He's like beating like left and right, and I suck. And Which I suck. never feels good. Yeah, and I'm like basketball's not for me. And then you get to like we when we first got to California, we were in a place in Sunnyville, and we were in these like apartments. And even the common area where kids could play, there were no like sporting stuff anymore. It was just like a jungle gym. There was no open area to do something. Mm. And I. That's like when I like also I started doing more skateboarding just because that's all you could do. And then it wasn't and then the ir- irony is they don't want you to do skateboarding pretty much anywhere. They don't want you to do skateboarding, but you can't if a, you don't have a area space and to like have a ball fly over the place, then you have to do something more individual confined to yourself. And you just yeah. put wheels on yourself and you can do things. That makes sense. Man. Yeah. People just hate skaters. Yeah. Or businesses. I would say the public. Basically, dude, like so many tickets you get from that shit. But yeah, at least with a basketball, I got into it by like the fact that the playgrounds in like in Sunnyville were so small. And I was playing handball and uh, what do you call it? Handball in four square all the time. I was starting yeah, to use like the ball a lot with my hands. And I also started getting quicker and realized I was quick. And then by then, I think I developed a little strength. 
And one day I just picked up a ball. I think I picked up a basketball on not wanting to in sixth grade. My friend, he was like, had just came from Taiwan. So we were both like just stupid kids. But his dad actually played basketball. And I think in his head, he, you know, like I don't, I've never had this discussion with him and I could totally reach out and ask him. I haven't talked to him in a while, like maybe a decade though. But I wonder like if when we were that age, it was clicking in him that he wanted to be like a really good basketball player because his dad was and all that stuff. Because his brother was playing basketball. And it was these two guys from Taiwan who had come when we were in fourth grade. So we were just like at school, we, we would try to play basketball, but no one would let us play. So it was after school at the park when we weren't playing baseball or soccer or football, we would start shooting the ball and then ended up all of a sudden it kind of like clicked a little bit. Like the coordination, I think started to make sense. Like, Oh, dri- one thing I can do is dribble cause I'm tiny and I'm fast and I can play defense, you know, and that's like soccer. It's the same movement, you know. Wait, what age is this now? This is like sixth grade, so maybe a little. It's starting to click. It's starting to click, but sixth grade. Yeah, around sixth grade, but okay. there's still like you know, obviously it wasn't like I was great or anything, but um, I had an awareness for it at that point. And then when seventh grade came around, I was starting to get a growth spurt, and I think eighth grade is when I was like, okay, I love this game, like. This is my shit. Oh, yeah, because you were so explosive and, like, squirrely and shit. Yeah. And it just, the pace was so good. And, like, you could just zip around. You were yeah. so zippy. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. I didn't know. I just assumed you'd grown up playing like I did, like, from uh, uh, kindergarten. Nah, dude. And, like, little the, leagues and shit. The first time I had thrown on a uniform was seventh grade. When we played for, I always want to say Eighth TCBY, grade. but that's frozen yogurt. Right? Yeah, TYBA. I don't think it's TYBA, TYBA. anymore either. So when we, okay, when we played together, when your uncle mm-hmm. was coaching, um, I all of a sudden was like, I played with NJB and then, you know, we were also going to play Temecula team, but I was like, dude, I, I have a whole story of why I didn't play for Margarita Middle School. Um, but that's oh, a really? different, different story. But uh, well, I'll save that for later. Yeah, save that for later. But yeah, all of a sudden, when I went from seventh grade, in seventh grade that season, like I like all of a sudden like this trajectory went up. Like I was getting coffee, I was getting really good, and then I played a lot of pickup ball over the summer, and then that's why eighth grade all of a sudden like my game was legit. And John Solace was like my best friend at the time, and we would play every day, and he was like number one for our grade at the time. Uh, right, right. Yeah, so he was the one I was always chasing like and Penny trying Hardaway, to beat. Right? Yeah, so it, because of him, my game got to a certain level, and that's how it and all then started. That's when I came in, and that's when you came. Ah, in. makes sense. Yeah, but that again—that's a sport that you could do on your own, and you enclosed space. Like I would save up to get my dad to go buy me a basketball hoop, because mm-hmm. at least as long as I had some concrete i could play in that area oh yeah you, you just needed a little spot and you could i mean that was my favorite time was to go out and just shoot by myself right especially like as it was getting dark like through sunset that was the best time and then into the one was dark and the sea and it was getting a little cold and shit i don't know but you were just feeling it yeah i miss that i haven't done that in a while i haven't shot a basketball in years Addy. You know what's crazy? I, I've been playing like on Saturday mornings again, and mm-hmm. 
it started like very gracefully like i really went took baby steps like in back into it and i had like you know all of a sudden i'm having like saturdays where I'll, like i used to have back in the day where i'm like oh shit i love this game again mm-hmm. but um it's so funny that only because of basketball that's why we're friends and yeah, back then like that was like such a measure for me like i had people i hate to this day well i don't hate i mean like as a kid you know, know. your impression i, of I someone, know exactly one of them yeah i know exactly one of them. your impression yeah. of someone at that age is only yeah. through your playing with them and they were jerks or assholes or you fought right. with them or something right and right it was like chris you. chris is my friend because of that you know yep. there, there's even like matthias i think he be it was a plus for matthias to p- play really good and me and him i think our bond was we went one-on-one with each other through our whole friendship like he was my spy versus spy and you know like Sounds basketball like, uh, was what i think intertwined us yeah we had a love love and basketball relation all of us are together because of basketball but left it like none yeah. of us are really like like playing like that anymore no well that's the story of what childhood adolescence yeah yeah growing up yeah my voice is changing adolescence yeah that's what it was no it was crazy because last saturday i was playing and two of the guys like they're only 15 years old but you know they were taller than me and everything and i asked them their age i'm like we're like 15 we're gonna try out for like jv or something and they don't stand a chance though yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. They should be freshmen at that age, I thought. They dude, they were talking about like we want to do varsity and shit. And I'm like, you don't I don't even think you could do freshmen. Like they're good, but it's New York City. Oh yeah, I forgot. Like this I should not at my age with all my injuries, the fact that I don't play on the regular, I should not mm-hmm. have good days on anybody. Like if you're that age. You just play pickup at um you have a specific park you go to? There's, yeah, there's it's a park over. a few blocks away that I've been okay. playing. Yeah. So it's like same same people? Um, yeah, same. there's the same people, and then, you know, whoever's there. Play, right. play like a pickup game or something. I've always been too shy to play pickup games. They're like approaching groups of strangers. It's a good way to meet people. Like, I, you know, yeah. Larry Bird's the one that said it, I think. He was like... Uh, you play basketball with someone for like 15 minutes, you like know their personality. Mm. That's interesting because I did play basketball with this dude one on one. It was when I was in rehab and he was like the new guy, so I befriended him. And could we both love pot? Um, yeah. And uh, we were both into working out. That was both of our things, so we played basketball. This dude had done some time, and so. His version of basketball involved a lot of elbows oh, and shit. violence, and mine was like, "Motherfucker, that's a foul." I was playing like yeah. court, like you know, regular gym rules and shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, "I don't know how to play against this." Like, this isn't how I grew up, man. I'm sorry. Uh, it was not a fun game at all, but you know, instantly, like, "Oh shit, gotcha, gotcha." Yeah, dude. You, there's, oh man, and I'm like one of those people. I don't get this as much anymore because I don't talk. But even like, let's say, I remember the day before my birthday, actually. Um, one of my buddies out here, he uh, asked me to come out to Equinox. And I hadn't played, I think, for like three or four. No, I think it was like my first game back since like 
chikungunya or whatever. Mm. And, um, or no, 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 because I was playing in Temecula a bit before that, a little bit. But it, it had been my first game here. It, it had been a while. You know how it is when you play Bowser. I've been playing yeah. in a while. <laughs> it's like, you always suck. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there was a guy on the court calling me out on my D and my shot and shit like that because I didn't have my legs. And what homeboy doesn't know is I had rode six miles just to get to the Equinox. Oh, like, I had already yeah. done my, like, cardio before I got there. I didn't right. know I was, like, playing for, like, money or something. And I know I look fast still and I look young, but it's not there like that. Like, I'm not putting my body out there. Teammate? Like was he, like, getting on you as a teammate? Yeah, as a teammate. Like, as a teammate. Uh, and I'm, like, okay. and I just, like, kept it quiet. And finally, after a few games, he was, like, he came up to me to talk shit. Like, talk, like, OG shit to you about like how to play the game and i'm like i'm like yo like i get it man like i just got back in it and you know i rode my bike like those type of things aren't a tropical fever yeah yeah yeah. these type of things aren't a big deal to me dude like but you know sorry (laughs) you know like sorry you didn't win and i wasn't your winning your racehorse for you they take that shit seriously. They do, man. Sometimes they do. Sometimes I'll, like, my ego will kick in a bit. And, like, I'll just, like, you know, cool thing is, like, a lot of people are tall, so I always end up point guard. So if I get really pissed off, I'll run, like, three or four points on a team real quick. Like, just, like, yeah. just to shut people up. And that's all I have. My energy's left anyways <laughs> after that one. So the rest of the but game, I don't say, but it, a statement. Yeah, just make yeah. a statement for a second just to shut everybody up. But, yeah, I don't – I just like to just play for cardio. Yeah. yeah. That's why I need to get back into it, my cardio shit. And footwork, you know what – actually, you know what makes it better is um, – and I miss this because in Cali, I was always running, like, Runyon, Canyon, mm-hmm. or all those, like, off, like, you know, actual, like, cross-country paths. And a lot of hills and stuff. And that's what, like, really brings back your coordination for the court. Keeps your feet active and stuff. Like, it's okay, you're, so then you're programmed to want to move your feet around. Then I was getting training running in the mountains. Exactly. Like that's great. Off trail running and stuff yeah. like with the roots and rocks and stuff like that. Dude, that's, in, in theory, it's because it's unpredictable terrain. You know, yeah. as long as you're, like, I think as long as you're keeping your core engaged in it, as your like equilibrium, you're good. But yeah, when you get back on the court, your footwork should be good then. You just mm-hmm. gotta theoretically. Theoretically, well, theoretically. dude, what's so crazy is even down to this day, like whenever I start playing, I'm like Tim Duncan in the beginning, just Mister Fundamentals, and that's so ingrained because all those years we played of all practicing all the fundamentals all the time. You're always, always going to be, yeah, all the fundamentals, fun fundamentals. Um, you're always going to be able to rely on it, though. Your game can keep moving like that. So as long as no, you have fundamentals. No, basketball. <laughs> you got a basketball mm. Jones. <laughs> got a basketball Jones. No one would know that. No one would know that anymore. No. That's like a deep cut, man. It is, man. Like, that was from a time when... Uh, what was it? A professional fucking athlete, a basketball player, had a mannequin, like, 
clone of it that was voiced by a popular comedian. Yeah, Chris Rock. the situation for for some reason. I don't even know why. Chris Rock was like talking about it. Um, I forgot what I think I saw a special on Little Penny, like a little clip on it. Little Penny. Or something like maybe a YouTube video, but I think he said something like, "In you know we know I don't think in our eyes I never thought of Chris Rock as washed up or like done at some point, but he said that was like a point where his career was a little slow for a second. We were kids. Okay, was like ninety five, ninety six. I was in fifth grade. I'm barely aware. Yeah, but um, that was he said that kind of like brought his career back a little bit. That's so random. That's cool though. Yeah. Gotta get out. I get there's some courts that um like community courts that are across the way. Walking distance from my house. Yeah. Check it out. I don't just, want to play with people though, I just wanna shoot by myself. That's the problem. Yeah. And then, you know, what's cool though is like I like to playing with the younger kids because you can teach them. Mm. Teach them a little basics and stuff, just little things. The things Dude, that I would were love not to coach a team. Dude, That's just... what I would love, like a community team or something like that cool you know i had like well it wasn't really a mighty duck situation because we didn't get like real far like okay. we, we did all right it was when i was in farm league in sunnyville and um you, had a team, you coached a team no we had a coach right and okay. he was like a young guy and he was you know he was really enthusiastic he was there to do it but he wasn't like a baseball coach type guy you know what I mean? Like, he okay. wasn't there to, like, really, like, there's better coaches, There's but bless his heart, he coached our team. We were the Angels. He was community service, just like the Mighty Ducks. I, like, looking back, I always wonder, and I can't ask my dad, because my dad wouldn't know that, like, or, yeah. in fact, if my dad did know it, he would have used it by now or said something about it. But like, Probably. yeah, I always wonder if he was like Coach Bombay. That's his name, right? Like Bombay. Yeah, yeah, Coach Bombay. Yeah, G- Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. <sighs> you got it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, like I always wondered if uh, this coach was like that. Like, he got DUI or something. Probably did. Because, I mean, he was cool. I I liked baseball because of him. Like I was able to all star it, so I liked him, but it was just so out of place. Cause you know normally coaches have some sort of like connection to the team somehow. Right. Usually like a kid or a family yeah. member or whatever. Yeah. 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 See, I think that's why. I don't know. I think about it. It's like, am I even allowed to coach? Is that even allowed these days, or does it have to be a parent because of just? I don't think it's weird anymore because I follow so many guys that do basketball clinics. Yeah, okay. Like even my even my uh friend in Bangladesh, he has like this it's called like one percent basketball plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but he like is all over Asia doing his shit. And I felt so. I don't like, know about doing clinic. No, no, no. But I mean, like, he's a guy that teaches kids basketball. Like, I don't think it's weird. Oh, anymore. right, right. Okay. Anymore. I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't think it would make eight-year-old Addy think it's weird anymore. Hmm. Like, obviously, hmm. I thought it, I was relating it to some status quo when I was a kid. 
Darren. Right? Like, I'm seeing it through someone's eyes. Someone taught me to see it that way accidentally, right? Because I'm, like, talking about it right now, 30 years, like, or almost 30 years later. Or not 30 years, sorry. Like, 20-something, 25 years. I know. I'm like, God, I'm not that old. No. My math is that old. You look great. You look great for 40. Right, though? (laughs) Oh, yeah. What are you drinking over there? Flying IPA. Ooh, nice. I can't see it. That's all right, but I mean, I can see it. It just, it just looks like swells. It's a dragon. Ooh. Sponsor me. <laughs> Ding. Ding. So, what do you want to tap into on that list? Uh. I don't remember anything on the list. I don't know. Nothing nothing that heavy. <laughs> Here. I need preparation for that stuff. Um, yeah, I need to write down notes. Or do a little more research, because a lot of it is just like a train of thought. Well, which is perfect. Yeah, except for my my thought train isn't always connected, if you know what I mean. My, my hip bone connected to my... My caboose is uh, far afield, and the engine's doing its own thing, and there's a couple people just scattered about, and cars are everywhere. <laughs> so be careful. <laughs> yeah, your list is pretty heavy. Yeah, it's not, yeah. <laughs> Fashion tip, what? Oh, dude, we could do the clean sheets story. Oh, yeah. Clean sheets. Everyone loves clean sheets. Everybody loves clean I'm, sheets. I'm in a room of clean sheets right now. A fort, if you will. Have you always been a clean sheets person? No, that's a recent. Well, that's like a last. Years type thing. What was the aha moment? The. Oh, yeah, the army. I was just like, oh, God, yeah, this is so comfortable. This is so worth it. It makes sense. Yeah, because before, I'm like, I don't want to make my fucking bed. Right, right. I feel like it was some big task or whatever that being forced to make your bed every goddamn day. <laughs> it's, not a big, it's not a big deal anymore. And there's not like fitted sheets either. It's like you have to fold that shit like a hospital. Right. So, Which you know, is you know, cool, though, man. You slip it on. I did, guess. Well, did you... Okay. You never were like, holy shit, like, I've like kind of perfected this... Yeah, I perfected my sheets. My thing's like measured to a yeah. T. Yeah, 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 I think at one point I was like, fuck yeah. Like these, cre- oh god, this crease is so, so sharp. It's like, ooh, that full, that angle is like so fucking right. Yeah, stuff like that. It's the little things. My thing was just knowing that every time I stayed in a hotel, it felt so good. Mm, yeah, I know. So now that we're thinking about this, this great feeling, I think people will understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Your story. 
they won't judge you. I don't think because initially when you, initially when we talked about it, you said, I, I kind of want to talk about this, uh, but I feel like an ass. And then you told me, and I was like, no, that's fucking justifiable. <laughs> that's, I understand. And I empathize with you wholeheartedly. And I think our listeners will as well. Um, just remember, remember that, remember slipping into those, those cool, clean sheets that are just waiting for you. Remember that feeling? Yeah, there was, there was an instance this one time, right? And, like, I had a relationship with this woman. And we were being intimate time to time. And there was one specific time where I had just washed my sheets. And then she came and she stayed, like, over the night and stuff like that adult things happened and then the next day you know i'm so busy i'm running around and everything and you get home and you're like fuck dude like i just did my wash yesterday or whatever you know what i mean and you're like and my sheets i have to wash my sheets again it's like such a burden and then you can't just like lay back in that you know what i mean it i mean you can't yeah, like you can. i've been in relationships you can, you can forget about it's like about no 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 no, 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 no. But I've been in relationships where, you know, like you like the smell of someone so much or like, yeah, you know, yeah, we're yeah. human beings. Like we feed off of like smells. And when you oh, really yeah. like someone, you think they're like beautiful in all kinds of ways or whatever, or you love mm-hmm. them like that. that that's smell. your den. That's your nest. You know what I mean? So yeah. it could smell like you, you guys have like rubbed. All yeah, you can smell like other. you guys. It's like you've made this like Petri dish of like scents and smell. Like we're go back to nest. No, go back to nest. Petri dish makes it really <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're like a nest, which is full love of nest bacterias that are making smells. Birds yeah, are yeah. You know what? I, but I mean, like, you basically you like mean. someone so much, you're so attracted to them that you yeah, yeah. you love their funk too. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? And but sometimes you just you figure out that you're not like really good with someone's funk right you know what i'm and saying And you have to make a choice yeah and how much how much do you like sex right so fast forward there was another time and this person was like we were back in the same situation but i didn't push for or like we didn't i never initiated anything because in my head and in my heart the whole time, I had just put new sheets again. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm so, like, I'm laying in my bed. And I'm like, my And you knew she was down. She's down. That's why she's That's there. The she, That's you why knew she, she came over. Down. Like, right. You know. Right. But. And it's not we like had you went, weren't. You yeah. wanted it too. Well, I mean, the whole time I was thinking about how I had clean sheets. Like, we were out together. We came back. <laughs> Um, but the whole time I'm just like not really trying to, and when the opportunity happened, it could happen. It was also like, you know, I don't want to dirty these sheets. I'm so comfortable in them. And tomorrow so, morning I woke, I went, the next morning I woke up and I woke up so comfortable. Like when my sheet, <laughs> dude, like no the Zen regrets. in my room, the Zen in my room, dude, it's from top to bottom. Like and even the sheets like play a part in it 
And I wake up so peaceful, and I'm like, thank God. It, I, like, woke up grateful I didn't mess up my sheets. Okay, now, wait. I don't remember when you told it to me earlier or if you did, but did she try to initiate anything? And how did you... Yeah, you know like, how girls do the little booty poking and, like, oh, the... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the one more. Like, she's, you know, she's just not more aggressive than some other women would have been. That was that was all she was okay, but that was something, and you yeah. knew you knew what yeah, she was yeah, there. okay. Yeah, yeah. So you can just kind of ignore it. It wasn't like yeah, you, you didn't have to make up an excuse. Like there was like a lot of cuddling. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Mm. but I was into sleeping in my clean sheets and waking up in my clean sheets. That was my Those priorities. Were your priorities. No one judges you. I wonder if a lot well, of people everyone, have everyone that priority or have that same type of like. Like I have nothing to feel bad about, right? Or embarrassed about? No, I don't think so. But <laughs> I think we should create a, a poll somehow about that and let let people decide. Um, someday, we'll do that. I know people should get back to us and let us know if like you've been in that situation. Yeah. Well, clean sheets or. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to phrase it right. So, like, a solution could be, a solution could be you buy, like, a disposable cut, like, sex blanket that you put over your bed for when someone yeah. comes sex over blanket. so that you don't have their... I'm sure they have this because people are freaky already. But, like, so oh. that I should get this then if that's my concern so that that person's funk stays within that disposable blanket, like a potty patty. <laughs> and just have sex on top of it. Let's go back to, yeah, no. But I know what you mean. Um, I would like, personally, like a, uh, a fitted PVC or latex sheet. Mm. So that you can really slip around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <so> <laughs> you just like, like, throw your back <laughs> out. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's like uh, a slip and slide. You just like take a running start and slide. She's like waiting for me there, and I just go and run like um like Kumar. No, not Kumar. Well, uh, before that, in Van Wilder. Oh, do you remember, dude? Taj. And he's like oil. He, Taj. He's like oiling her up, and then he goes and just slides like right across her. Uh, that's how it would be. I love Calpen, but that's such an insulting Indian student. Well, you know what? I take that back. <laughs> And I, I love, like, you know, like, the immigrant community that comes here. They're amazing. And obviously, being over right. there. But there are some annoying fobs that come. There are that type, too. There's cool there ones. Are. But there All are types, annoying, right? like, accent, full-prone, funky style. Attitudes, just all kinds of stinky. And you have to, like, teach them how to relax. Right. Things are a little different. Things are a little different, Taj. Just like we would have to do somewhere else, or we should do. I think that Americans travel abroad a lot of times, and they're like, well, I'm just going to keep acting the same way and do whatever I want like it's America. But we should be, you know, I've always their culture and society. I've always had this thing, like, and I think because growing up in, like, dual cultures, like, you kind of have an idea of how to be in a certain way and then there's like and i see this a lot with the millennials like the younger millennials that i talk to yeah. all the time about their cultural identity and um 
they're so like wanting to break it break all the rules right they're like i should be accepted everyone should be accepted you know if i go back to the motherland like for instance i talked to so many younger bangladeshi americans that want to go back to bangladesh and make change or whatever and i remember feeling that way not that i don't want to now obviously i do but i mean in the right. sense that like they just want to go like anarchy and like break right. everything right. down like the system that's at play and try to do it but you know through like exposure through my life i understand that why there is a process and obviously in your heart as an idealist you want to change things overnight for people suffering and but like you can't just go jump into Bangladesh and think everybody's waiting to be saved. The reason why things are the way in certain lands is because people agreed to being that way. Even if it's a shitty way, people are not changing it. They are agreeing to it. You know what I mean? Like it, cultural nuances. Like, like let's say in Bangladesh, a lot of girls, they're upset that they have to be so modest over there. Like if they were to go visit, Right. And they're like, I should be able to wear whatever I want to wear and be on the street, like wearing a tank top, whatever. And I'm like, you can't do that. You can't. Like, as much as you want to make a statement, you're asking for trouble, unfortunately. Like, that's not the way to make. If you feel that your vision of what Bangladesh should be, you, you have to, like, get in tune with what Bangladesh is first. Like, you have to understand you're coming there as a Westerner. You're not Bangladeshi actually you're actually american you know you just you're talking you, like descent based american like they do yeah. have the blood but yeah just yeah like your parents america. can be bangladeshi from the country but you are american you right you, and they can tell yeah you or you're like you didn't grow up in bangladesh they know that that's their hood it's like someone yeah. came into your town you know like you would know someone is not like from your neighborhood you know, you're new and you like try to smell them out. And every time I go to Dhaka, like people are skeptical, you know, they want to smell you out and you have good, you know, just like in the States, you'll have good relationships and bad relationships with people. You know, you'll have the politics and the drama, same thing over there, but it's like, a, it's their place. You can't come in there like, oh, I'm an American. I have all the answers, which they don't even recognize mm. it. They think everybody in Bangladesh is sitting there waiting for them to be saved. There is people in Bangladesh that are like, have, I'm not going to say the same. I'll say similar. Cause same, everybody thinks they have same values, but they're similar. We all have our own personal values that we're like bestowing on other people actually. So like, you can't think like, Oh, because I get to celebrate all these things. I have to go like spread it to other places. You're no different from the person that's like, enforcing bullshit on other people already like you i I always try to explain to people if you really feel passionate about bangladesh why you know i know my why it was because my family kept like that cultural connection you know they exposed me to bangladesh throughout my life so i have that connection i know the moments that inspired me to be doing what i'm doing why i'm there like i i always ask why if like someone hasn't been there in so many years but they're so connected because of what they're seeing on the news or whatever like why are you why do you want to go over there like what are you trying to do for yourself to go over there like even for me there was like when i was younger going over there was because i was trying to get in touch with my cultural identity if that's what it is 
then you need to go in there with an open heart. You need to go in there not thinking you can change things. You know, you can't be angry at Bangladesh for being Bangladesh. It's its own culture. The people are doing their own thing. There's a whole community. If you go to any country, you can't be like, oh, their values should be like this and whatever. Like, obviously, there are humane things that need to be done. You know, proper treatment of people. People should have humane rights, all that stuff. But at the same time, you can't do it by, like, creating a scene you have to have it's other... An, it's an old world coloni- uh, colonization mindset. Right? Yeah. Coming in and making these people better. Right. Better. You know Savior what I mean? like, mindset. Yeah, they don't even realize that they're the having outside. a... Sa- yeah, like a white... They're having their version of a white right. savior mindset as well. Right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, white savior. Thank you. That's yeah. the term. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's... Yeah, no. Everyone... The country has to heal itself from the inside if they want to change. They have to decide this is the change we want and then move toward that. Every country has to do that for themselves. And yeah, like you're like I always tell people I have my political views of what goes on in Bangladesh, but I'm not Bangladeshi. I didn't take citizenship there for reasons because I enjoy my citizenship, you know, having a single citizenship in the United States. I don't want I love my freedom with that. So, you know, I'm not, I'm, I could tell you in a conversation, like, I believe this and that and whatever, but I'll never try to influence anybody in where they should put their politics in Bangladesh. Like, that's up to the Bangladeshi yeah. to do. Yeah, it's not for me to say. Yeah, it's not for me to say. Yeah. So, but it, it just goes back to people searching for their identity. Like, yeah. and they don't understand that, the why. So it's like their ego is what's like chasing it. So people, we're so caught up in thinking that we have a solution and we hook an identity to it and we go over there. But in truth, if they know the realness is they're curious about themselves, that's why they want to go they're, They want to challenge themselves because they're scared of it. That's why they want to go their curiosity, right. their fear. They want, but that's what they need to realize is they're just really curious. Go because you're curious. It's okay to be curious. It's okay to get yeah. lost because you're curious. You don't need to tell any reason. You don't need to have a reason to go anywhere. You know, curiosity has always been the only reason. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, that's why uh, yeah. America's here. Yeah. Someone got fucking curious. Someone got curious. Someone got curious. That's what it is. Like everybody in life is always waiting for someone to open a door for them, or they think they have to say, like, a password to get into something. They have to make right. up a story. You're invited to the club. You have to be invited to the club. You can't be like a hundred percent honest about who you are. Everyone thinks that. Like, I I was fascinated because I was at that, uh, when I was doing that panel, that mentor panel, like, different people, the way they were talking about, like, we were, one of the questions given to us is, what do you, uh, what can you give students, uh, any tips you can give students that are in their final year or are going to go into the workforce, like, to get jobs and start the career, blah, blah. And, like, straight off the back, the second guy, he's, like, a professor, and he just goes in accolades, starts just selling himself, all this shit like that for, like, 15 minutes. And then I go on, and I, like, actually, like, try to give some real shit. Like, this is what you do. You know, you, like, network. You get cool with your professors. You do this. You you know, so on and so forth. And 
then he takes the mic back to talk some more even over me like he's so caught up in his ego of it and stuff and i was just like fascinated by like the why like why it's that that's ego you if you it's an ac- academic circle jerk yeah kids came here to like ask what are you supposed to do and you're just telling them what you are you didn't answer the question right look at me yeah so everyone's over the length of my degree right so everyone's always stuck in the identity like i don't like name drop where i went to school or like the places i work or anything whatever and no but you do have to defend it when you wear the sweatshirt because people yeah. somehow they look at you and they're like this guy didn't go to columbia I fuck, know. fuck you guy prove it yeah. hey prove it and i know there's like identity to me wearing that too it's really funny like i know it but i'm not like i didn't make that school my identity as in like who i am today. that's just part of you yeah i mean it is part, part of you it that's is part of me but like, yeah seriously you know what i mean like okay, I, you, you're I didn't go to, shit I don't. I didn't get education to make, separate me from people. I got it to bring me closer to people. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and I think yeah. people don't realize that. Like, if you're going to school, if you're like educating yourself, you should be trying to be closer to people. Like, it should bring my experience at Columbia taught me to be a better interviewer and get closer to my subjects and learn more about them and create a better relationship and mm-hmm. and tell their story in better ways. So that I think that's better for society. Yeah, well, I mean, that's communication. It's good communication, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't need to go to school for that. I just wanted to be... Hey, your picture froze a little bit, buddy. There it was frozen, now it's good. Okay, on my side, it's glitching good. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. It's normalized. <laughs> we are okay. Yeah, I see the computer's a lot more steady now, huh? Yeah, it is. It's cool. Putting putting some RAM. Like Jean-Claude Van Damme. I wonder if it'll be better, too, um, when I'm not running both the video and audio through the same machine. When I have the separate camera. Oh, yeah. Well, it's more my side, too, you know? I know. Because I'm trying to do, too. I could always actually... um, Record the audio on an audio recorder. I could do that. Do you want to do that? I, I trust it. I used it out in the field. Well, all right. Yeah. I could hook it up to this somehow. I'm sure. I could mm-hmm. try it for next week. Number four. Yeah. Yeah, now that my computer is up to speed, I'll be able to cut these. <laughs> now I know how to do it so I can get it to you at the ASAP. Yeah, dude, I really appreciate the waveform. That's awesome. Yeah, man. You sound so good. Dude, Mickey's like seriously fanboying. Is he? Yeah. He'll be our he'll be our greatest um ambassador. He'll be our side character eventually. He will be, dude. He'll come on like Guillermo. That shit would be funny. He like seriously. So Mickey's really funny, actually. So you know the Red Sox are in the World Series. Mm-hmm. By the time people hear this, maybe 
They will be the World Series champions. I hope so. I think so. Or the Dodgers. We'll see. So, Mickey, like, last week, when the Red Sox were, like, leading in the series against the Astros, Mickey bought um, Game 4 tickets for the World Series. For the World Series? And, um... In L.A., right? Yeah, in L.A. And he just, he was just like, I hope... He's like, I know the Red Sox are going to go in. He's like, I just need the Dodgers to win. And then, um... So, yesterday, when the Dodgers were there, yeah, him and Chris were at some uh, Boston Red Sox bar out in Los Angeles. I've been there. I forgot what the name is. It's pretty cool. We watched the Pats and stuff out there a couple times as well. It's really dope. Um, I always love, like, you have your, like, Boston bars because they're so different from anywhere else, bro. It's a different world. It's a different world. And it's such a camaraderie different yeah and you know when you're from massachusetts and you're from like not boston but you're from like a worcester or shrewsbury or like you know like just lowell you know like those places you're making making these things up no i'm serious anything in like because worcester is like in the center of mass and 30 35 miles east is like boston so it's like the east side of boston it's like the west side of boston's kind of You know, it's like, yeah, because yeah, it's away from, like, the Metropolitan. So, you know, okay. it gets kind of blah after. So there's this, like, but, I mean, New Englanders are New Englanders. Like, you're a fan, you're a fan. But there's, like, a kind of a... But, so there's, like, there's levels, right? Like yeah. Like a Babushka doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's, like, a sense of city. And it's funny because, like, uh, my my mom's family is from Northern Mass. So it's, like, uh, Gardner, Winchin area. And they talk about going into Worcester, like they don't like to go into it, they avoid it, or they hate going into Boston. Like in oh, California, yeah. people are always right. wanting to go into the city, and in Massachusetts, yeah. it's like no yeah. one wants to go into the city. They hate driving over there, they hate the parking, like stuff like that. <laughs> the fucking parking is gonna be killer. Yeah, the fucking parking and shit. Uh, no, I get it. It's funny though, because it's so opposite for you know like someone in california right like even chris chris was up in la yesterday because he was visiting just to sightsee and mickey was there hit him up he was like yo let's go watch this game yeah yeah, yeah. and then yeah, I remember you that too. and then uh what happens is mickey decides he gets better tickets for game four so he's gonna try to sell these tickets so he got better tickets okay. closer like he's just like he's and Femi. okay so like I was joking around because Femi doesn't get, like, the tradition in our family of, like, the Pats and the Red Sox and the Celtics. Like, she's not a believer. She's not a believer, right? And um, I don't think she, like, ever felt the sensation of what it felt like for winning a World Series or something, like, when it happened in 05. You remember when, like, I didn't go to class for, like, all those weeks in October when we were living together? Like, oh, that yeah. shit... That, I was just watching it every day, pretty much. Like, she's going to get to watch her first Red Sox game. And it's going to be game four in the World Series. And my brother, like, really wants to predict that it's, like, a sweep. So if you guys, like, listened to this and it was a sweep, like, Mickey might have planned it out the best. Or otherwise, that story was just a really, a man's really desperate attempt to live out his dream. (laughs) 
<laughs> there have been more desperate attempts, I assure you, I'm sure. <laughs> but I thought it was dope. Like when that's awesome. I because last night I was at that event, so I'm like checking the score and I see it and I'm like, oh shit! Like Mickey must be like doing so well right now in life. And I knew him and Chris were together, so I knew he was in good company and celebrating. He told me the bar at the end of the night because like everything was so dope. Bought a shot for everybody yeah. in the bar. Nice. Yeah, it was one of those. That's nights. fucking. Oh, that's magic. Tonight man. we drink. <laughs> Neil Diamond comes on. It just gets crazy. <laughs> <laughs> dude it's like mickey well yeah they win and he goes to the world series like 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 he's on the team himself yeah. every they, everybody they what happens when they lose he just he's shot out of luck and well, we were talking about it yeah no 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 so if they do lose yeah if los angeles because it was a ticket for los angeles obviously he gets refund yeah but uh we were talking about it like oh, okay so it's one thing if it's like game four and they sweep and the Red Sox win, like mm-hmm. LA fans will probably just be like, dude, we really sucked. You know what I mean? But if it's yeah. game seven and the Red Sox win, like people will be so pissed. You know what I mean? I'd be like LA fans don't like flip over cars and burn them, but they'll kill you. They'll just kill you. Over cars and burn them. No, just kill you. No, dude. People are always getting like killed and paralyzed and shit. Remember the Lakers when all the Lakers were winning all those championships in the early? Were they? I thought they were just beating people up. No, that was the Rodney King. No, but you remember like there's all these like Dodgers, like some guy got some Giants fan a couple years ago got attacked or something. Yeah, stuff like that was going down. Yeah. I don't get that sport loyalty, man. I mean, I Dude. get it. I get it as I'm sitting here with a Red Sox hat on. But I mean, like, the yeah, wanting right. to, like, beat someone up. The closest I, I ever came... I never came to wanting to beat someone. I never fought with anybody over sports. But the the closest I ever came to being, like, a real sports fan and almost doing something erratic was uh, when the Celtics won the championship in 08, I think it was. Yeah. When, yeah, it was like Garnett Pierce and uh, Rondo and uh, fucking Ray Allen and Perkins and all them. And um, they won. And I was calling, I think even at the time, Chris was so drunk with me and we were so excited. We were calling everywhere to get a fucking shamrock put on our bodies. And you know what's crazy is like (laughs) Like now where I have, when I, yeah. Now where I have the tattoo that Bagger Khan, I wanted to put yeah. it like right there, and Holy that would have never allowed like that tattoo to happen. Oh and my god! The only reason why we didn't do it is because my frugal ass didn't like the price, so I didn't want to do it. Oh, so that saved me though, man. It saved yeah, me from an ugly tattoo. I would have been like, oh my god, bread. this is for when the fucking Celtics won the championship. It'd been like such a frat boy, like a white a waspy frat boy. Yeah, yeah. That's like when you get like uh, your college that you went to, your the mascot. Yes, exactly, exactly. Dude, I know you don't watch um, football, right? Anyone? No. Um, the other week, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs were playing the Pats, and you may have seen this. I don't know, but Tyreek Hill ran it in for this good play into the end zone. And then was you know how he stopped players stopped themselves against the back wall, 
um, there was a Pats fan, a bunch of Pats fans, and one of them like either threw a beer into his face or spit a beer into his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely projectile like into his face, and he was just like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" And uh, I think that fan got banned. Yeah, it was back to like the like like the craziness of the fans and shit, and like getting violent and getting up in the players' businesses and each other's shit. Like, enjoy the goddamn. You be passionate. By all means, enjoy the game, but you know it's like start a it's duel like, over. What some about shit. like soccer hooligans, man, or football? Other football, dude, the, the your, mob or, mentality shit. Yeah, and like you know, you always hear stories about at a world. What was it, in Colombia or something like uh, the goalie like let a ball in or I don't know scoring their own goal or something they kill him. Yeah, totally. Unfactual. I don't know. I don't country. know what country or who it was, but. So it's not like any ode to Columbia. So allegedly, allegedly, but this was but this was probably but it's a few happened. decades ago. It's yeah. happened for sure, you know for sure. I mean? And then it's I happened. know stadiums have collapsed because right. of uh, of mobs trying to get on the field or uh, yeah, man, people get hurt a lot at soccer. That's big soccer games, uh, really tense soccer matches. Yeah, so that just like there's just a certain level of people in society that love. The tribal That's mentality. That tribal mentality. Yeah, it's and, a coliseum, dude. Yeah, and they just want to be down for something, have identity. Like, right. And the I love, comes and it's like, we're all a part of it. Yeah, like, I love sports because of the science of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, we talk about basketball. To me, it's like a dance because it's like jazz. You know, when we love basketball, yeah. it's like jazz. Quick, quick fucking improv, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like well, yeah, yeah. like now it's a little different. It's even the way I play is, is more modern. It's different, you know. It's not like the way we play. Like Jordan was playing, you know. What I mean? All the players in the '90s and stuff that influenced us. That was that was a different dance. But you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. flex, running flex offense, you know, or even like running, like learning about the triangle when you were young. You're like, holy shit, that's so crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, or like whatever you were like learning when you were in, you know, our high school coaches were teaching whatever. Right. There's a science to it. Like football, there's a science to it. Like I love sports on that level, right? Like it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's why fantasy can be cool because if you understand a, a player, how they perform, and that there's an algorithm that calculates how productive yeah. of a player they were. Like basically, you took what the coaches use for their team already to kind right. of, you know, and you which get to, science. Yeah. Which is science and you get to play around with it. Right. So right. that's cool. That's no, cool. But then yeah. why, you know, some people just want to take it to that next level where they want to go crazy on it. And I get it. You need that intensity to play it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I know, even as a kid, when there was someone that was going to give a lot more energy to something. Like, I just, that's why football wasn't for me. I just kind of, mm. I remember coming to practice and getting hit right in the jaw. And just knowing, like, okay, this is too much. Like, exactly. I'm going to get puzzled or pummeled all the time. Oh yeah. Like I th- and the guy that did it, I love him to death even to this day. But it was just like right to the chin. And you know, I like went out for a second, had to like come to and was like, you know, I tried going at it some more, but I was like, 
you know what, I'm going to get hit. And it wasn't like I wasn't used to getting hit. Like in basketball, you know, I'm always running into people always in screens. As a point guard, I'm always running into screens and stuff. But yeah, when you're getting like, yeah, colliding with people. And I know, I think I know who who hit you too. Yeah. You're talking about. And he packs a fucking. Yeah. He's a beast. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just too pretty. Like, and I love myself too much. I was into more of a finesse game, like basketball. But I get the mean, in basketball, like there's times like, I'm not going to die for that ball anymore. But there's someone that will die for oh, that ball. Yeah, dude. God, that used to be me. I loved yeah. for the ball. Especially when it was going towards the cheerleaders and I could just ex- full on extend yeah. and they would like scatter. Yeah. But it was just really fun because you like heard a that. Like a bowling ball with pins. Like, oh, no. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, ah, you know, and well, saving the ball. When you're a kid, man, you're just hurling you, yourself. You don't mind falling. But, dude, as an adult, ask yourself oh. when's the last time you fell? Um, I fell off the back of a fully speeding golf cart at a drag race uh, three months ago. Three months ago, right? But you didn't fall today. Yes. You didn't fall yesterday. You didn't fall the day before that. But there was a time where we would like jump all over the place True. and fall. Oh, I did climb a tree two <laughs> weeks ago. I'll give you that. But Just yeah, but I'm not so doing it. I don't want to know why a grown man is up in a tree. I was putting um, bird feeders up. Actually, That's okay. That's the only re- excuse for being up in a tree. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and a Halloween decoration. I was hanging one of a ghostly pumpkin in my front yard tree. Okay, but, so yeah. PSA. But yeah, holiday decorations and bird feeders and saving cats. Not many other things after that. You should not be up in a tree. Gotcha. That's it. I, but that's I, it. Hey, did you climb trees like crazy when you were a kid? I don't, yes, yeah, because we had, before I moved to Temecula in Torrance, we had a big, a pretty big tree in our backyard that had like a swing, I could climb up and really big branches and just a lot of places to nestle and jump off. I loved it. I miss being that like 40 pound, 50 pound, like three foot eight kid that could just like climb to the top of a tree and Dude, I'm I'm gonna get back that to that place. I'm I'm adjusting my diet and my workout routine so that I can run and jump and climb and do all that shit again and shrink um, to, three, shrink? to yeah. three feet. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it'll be a little longer. Yeah, but but I took rock climbing class uh, my last semester of college, so last year because I'm a, I'm a slow learner, and uh, and it made me like climbing again. I got confident um, with the technique. For a while, I'd lost some confidence um, with my climbing uh, for reasons that I won't go into now. And so um, that just, I got passion for it all of a sudden again. And I, I just want to be like lighter and lighter. And I remember on the playground, dude, I was thinking about this the other day. This was in um, probably fifth grade, like fourth, fifth grade. Um, I would be, for some reason, I, like, I always got chased a lot by like men and or boys and girls. Um, and like I sometimes, what? Why are you giving that look? <laughs> What's the look? <laughs> What's the look? We that was the game. They would always chase me around, and then like, or I would run with someone who was getting bullied, and we'd run from the bully together. And but I would like hurl myself like under the little drawbridge yeah. that was like really low, and like like combat tumble underneath it, or like climb up a pole real quick, or I don't know. It was really fun. Just using a, the the jungle gym like a 
You remember I sent you that like video, right? Of like that competition where they run the course, like all quick. They play tag. Yes. Yeah. That's just crazy, man. I miss being able to move like that. Like, and I want to do that. Do like that. We just have to work at it. I remember like yesterday I was crossing the street and these kids were like dancing across. You remember like how jumpy we were when we were young and jumping yeah. off of oh, everything yeah. all the time? Like it was obnoxious. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it is. Is like as you get old. You know, like I don't want to be obnoxious. Yeah. We just froze. Yeah, I know. Oh, my battery. That's what happened.